Try and subtly eat. <laughs> At least you've warned us, so if anyone hears it. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're just gonna see if you can spot when I'm eating it. Yeah, it's mostly it's gonna be a nice little Easter egg. Mostly it's, um, talking anyway. Natalie's in charge today, and we're gonna go straight into the topic. No tangenting. No. So, as it is September when this comes out, uh-huh. presumably it's still I think September. So. Yeah, I think it's still September. Um, we're gonna do a. I'm just gonna move something. Hang on. Yeah, we've got lots of rustle packets and all the food we've been eating. Let me just move all the rustles away. <laughs> We're going to do a Dark Academia episode. And the reason is because it's my vibe. Because we wanted to. Because <laughs> we're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and I absolutely love Dark Academia uh-huh. as someone who's not read much of it. Mm. But I do love it. I list it as like one of my favourite things to read. I probably haven't actually read I've not read like any it's of, probably the, one of those things the main ones that you mentioned. That like if you read it you're guaranteed to like it and that's why you say it's up there. Yeah. And mm. the thing is I've always wanted to do like a big in September doing a dark academia reading month mm-hmm. and I did plan on doing that this year, but this September is baby month, so Rude. Selfish baby. Rob's not <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Because for me <laughs> September is spoopy season. But it's also dark academia season. Cause it's okay. Like the first, it's like when you go back to school, isn't it? Yeah. So, We're in libraries. It's getting colder. Yeah. And dark academia is usually a little bit spooky. 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 It's usually death and stuff in it. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. Okay. So things start to die. Or autumn <laughs> leaves fall. <laughs> Ghosts and shit. Before we start, yeah, I just wanted to read Reader's Digest. Uh, definition of dark academia do it although there's no i mean it it says here there's no one clear definition it's true Mm. it's like i mean i think of it as just um scholarly usually with some sort of hidden society Mm. or some sort of murder related to a university that kind of vibe yeah vibe (laughs) it's just a vibe it's just a vibe um but try a genre vibe yeah um but they said that as the name implies dark academia books are those that tend to but don't always have an academic background like a prestigious university or boarding school where something sinister or strange like a murder or fantastical magic usually happens which I think is quite a good description. And Dark Academia, it's, even though, like, people refer to it as its own genre, it's not really, like, you can find it in contemporary, you can find it in fantasy, yeah. you can find it in romance. Yeah, I don't think it's restricted to, like, one thing. No, no. no. And I'm just going to go through, I picked out probably far too many books <laughs> that come to mind when I think of Dark Academia. Some of them I've read, some of them I haven't, and they do span okay. genres. So I thought I'd just mention them, and if we've read them, and uh, probably about 100 of them, not that there's 100, but probably mm. like 60% of them I'm going to be like, I've got it on my shelf. Yeah, but I've got this, I've got this in a wish list, I've got yeah. this on a shelf. So we're going to start off strong with The Mama of Dark Academia, The Secret History by Donald Tart. 
which I have I on my shelf. <laughs> have not heard of it, have, have not, not read, read it. it. Ah, so this is quite often known as like the mama. Like, okay. It's not It's not the original. Okay. Like, because Dark Academia doesn't have like, you know, you can you can say There's older no books brand are. new genre that was like started yeah. it. Okay. But this is like the one that people say, this is, if you're into yeah. Dark Academia, you've read this. It's on my shelf. I do want to read it. I will tell you if there's any sort of negative stuff about it, because they often have a lot of triggers. Mm-hmm. So I will mention them as well. The dark, um, I'm surprised you haven't heard of this, but I guess... I genuinely haven't. So it says, under the influence of their charismatic classics professor. It's always humanities or languages or classics, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, a group of clever, e- e- eccentric... <laughs> yep. <laughs> misfits at an elite New England college. I mean, we're ticking all this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, discover uh-huh. a way of thinking and living that is a world away from the humdrum existence of the contemporaries but when they go beyond the boundaries of morality their lives are changed profoundly and forever the secret history is a story of two parts the chain of events that lead to a death of the classmate and what happens next yeah i think one of the things that is prevalent in anything that can be considered stark academia is often like some form of classism as well yeah and elitism yeah. yeah and it tends to go hand in hand with things like racism so a lot yeah. of these do have content warnings for racism so this some of the content warnings on this are murder alcoholism suicide incest homophobia drug use and rape which so, i would expect from yeah <laughs> sadly <laughs> and i know that a lot of people have the re the reason I haven't picked this book up yet, even though I am very intrigued to read it, is because a lot of people have said that she is very, um, she is very comfortable with the N word to the point that it could be considered a bit gratuitous. Okay. So it not was, not contextually appropriate. Sometimes a bit overdone. Yeah, it was okay. written in nineteen ninety two. Okay. So we can. Still, even then, yeah, there's films from then where they talk about the N word and it's still being completely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, and with yeah. words like that, it's always I know that the author could argue it's the character mm-hmm. yeah. and just censorship. There's, there's no right and wrong. People, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, there's no right and wrong. Like how books that have that word in it are taken out of school libraries, but it depends on the con. Yeah, it depends. There's it's all great. Mm. Right, the next one we did actually discuss this a couple of episodes ago. Okay. Me and Russell read it, but we both want to. Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Yes, I, I, sure I have it. I cannot see it right now. I think I've I'm seen sure it on show. Yeah, I think it's been moved. Yeah. So this is number one in the Alex Stern series. The second one comes out early next year. I did not know it was a series. Yeah. Oh dear. Remember, I mentioned it's got like a skinned rabbit on the cover. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, she yes. started the trend with now the Ninth House of the yeah. Snake. Yeah. And now she's got the skinned rabbit, which is already. Mm-hmm. So Galaxy Alex Stern is the most unlikely member of Yale's freshman class. Yale. Yeah, they're always like, yeah, universities. Prestigious Yeah, <laughs> We did, um, Tony did actually read this description a couple of episodes ago on our Levi Dugo episode. Basically, there's a secret society mm-hmm. and she, like, digs into it. There's eight windowless tombs which are known to be the haunts of the future rich and powerful um, and occult activities and sinister hmm. societies. Which true though, like a lot That's of these, a lot of these um, universities that have these secret societies, these people do get legs up in life from other ex-society uh, members. Yeah, yeah, that's how all politicians happen. Yeah. And as you said in the Lee Bardugo episode, she was actually in a secret yeah. society 
in Yale, I think it was. Yeah. So or one of the Yale, Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Was, yeah. So she has actually been mm. into the depths. <laughs> not not to the point of anything, presumably murder. She was in like mm. a writing one, wasn't but she? Or after, something? Just but just after they started allowing women for the first time. Yeah. So she would have seen a lot. Mm. So this has content warning for rape, sexual assault, drug abuse, and drug use. Thing. I don't think it's YA, it's an adult one, isn't mm. it? I think you're right. Mm. Um, the next one, which we've both read. Oh, exciting. The Atlas Six. Yeah! Yeah, okay. I wondered if that was going to be on your break. list. Yeah, so this yeah. is That's the first Dark Academia. in the Atlas series, and it is wonderful. So the Alexandrian Society, caretakers of lost knowledge from the greatest civilizations of antiquity, are the foremost secret society of magical academics in the world. Those who earn a place among the Alexandrians will secure a life of wealth, power and prestige beyond their wildest dreams. In each decade, only the six most uniquely talented magicians are selected to be considered for initiation. And this has content warnings for suicide, death, sexual content, murder, violence, alcohol. They all pretty much have the same content warnings. So this is like fantasy Dark yeah. Academia isn't it really well because it's, it's when they go into magic. The, the magic they go into the science of it yeah which I really love which I think is really clever when someone manages to combine those two because they're like and talking, make it work yeah they're talking about physics it feels like quite in-depth physics conversations mm. in the context of magic and how to use magic it'd be interesting to like ask someone who actually understands physics yeah. to read it and see if it I makes sense my brother's just gobbledygook <laughs> yeah be like does this actually just, make sense because it's only impressive when you know nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> because probably <laughs> the next one is one I started listening to it as an audio yeah um, and I think I listened to like two chapters there was too many characters introduced and I was just like not right now yeah so we'll come back to it if we were villains by ML Rio is this the one you've got this haven't you I, oh, yeah, I was just looking at the show and think I'm sure I have it mm. I feel like you do yeah I'm sure I do this is the one that's like I think it's like Shakespearean okay on the day Oliver Marks is released from jail the man who put him there is waiting at the door Detective Colburn knows, uh, wants to know the truth, and after 10 years, Oliver is finally ready to tell it. A decade ago, Oliver is one of the seven young Shakespearean actors at some sort of fancy name, Classical <laughs> Conservatory, a place of keen ambition and fierce competition. In this secluded world of firelight and leather-bound books, the vibe, yeah. Oliver and his friends play the same roles on stage and off. Hero, villain, tyrant, temptress, word I don't know, and extras. <laughs> um, what's the word you don't know oh <laughs> well tony doesn't know <laughs> in, in, in ingenue oh what's that mean <laughs> yep i want to say slut, but that's not right <laughs> <laughs> like wait um, sex, sexually spirited sexually yeah, free like temptressy um, but i never f- knew that's how that word that spell was spelled in their fourth and final year, good-natured rivalries turn ugly and an opening night, real violence, invades the students' world of make-believe. In the morning, the, four, the fourth-year students find themselves facing their very own tragedy. So there we go. Presumably someone dies. Content warnings are death, murder, <laughs> <laughs> a drug abuse, suicide addiction, eating disorder and drug use. So yeah, I do want to read this. As I said, there's seven characters and they introduced them all like in the first de- first chapter and at the time I was like, no, not right now, thank you. I can't yeah, remember so these names. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think this is one you have 
that you want to read mm-hmm. as well. I feel like I've seen it on the shelf. Yeah, I'm sure it I've had a bit of a rearrange, but mm. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Who knows now? <laughs> so the next one is one I'm about 50% of the way through and have been for months. I do plan on coming back to it. I don't really know <laughs> why. one of the ones you quit for no reason. Yeah, I don't know why I quit now. Yeah. Because I was really excited about reading it, but... <laughs> I don't know why you do this yourself. I don't know, I just... I just do. You're not like me, you don't keep going. If you just, if you want to read something else, you sometimes just read it. Sometimes the vibes are just off, suddenly, yeah. or sometimes another book takes my fancy. Yeah. And when I follow that, I read a lot of books. I think I would read more if I did this. Mm. And I'm like, but I'm stubborn. This is fine. Like, and that's how I read, at the minute, like 15 mm. books a month, because I'm just following my vibes. Yeah, yeah. I think I would read more. I did that. So this one's Bunny by Mona Award. And oh my god, it's so weird. Getting into her MFA programme at Warren University was supposed to transform her life, but Samantha hates it there. She hates the sinister slant of the golden afternoon light. She hates her dingy apartment and the flasher who hangs around outside. She hates the rumours of random beheadings in the downtown area. But she hates the bunnies most of all. Privileged, vapid, and unbearably perky, the only other members of her fiction writing class have formed a parasitic girl gang. Their ostentatious, oh. performative joy is the bane of Samantha's existence until they invite her to join and dabble in the dark arts. So, yeah, they like wear pink and they call each other bunny, and they're like, oh, Ugh. bunny, and they like cupcakes and they're yeah. just really like the opposite of the main character yeah okay and she starts hanging around with them and yeah okay i don't really want shit goes to... down yeah <laughs> it's a good way to blanket summarize <laughs> yeah <laughs> some shit happens <laughs> it was really really good i wish yeah. i could tell you why the vibes just suddenly were not working yeah. the content warnings are animal death animal cruelty gore and death of a parent oh mixing it up there oh Imagine no drug use. Yeah. What's that about? He must have just put it on. The next one is one of my all-time favourite books since I read it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I went into big detail of this book a few times on this podcast. Okay. Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. Yep, yep, I remember it. Oh, all vibes. <laughs> this is like a gothic... I think it's been a while since we've mentioned it, actually, mm. so you're probably good to summarise. It's a gothic... Um, a gothic dark academia mm-hmm. book, definitely. So, Catherine House is a school of higher learning like no other, except all the other schools on this list, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hidden deep in the woods of rural Pennsylvania, this crucible of reformist liberal arts study with its experimental curriculum, wildly selective admissions policy, and formidable endowment has produced some of the world's greatest minds prize-winning authors, artists, inventors, Supreme Court justices, and presidents. For those lucky few selected, tuition, room, and board are three, are three, but acceptance comes with a price. Students are required to give give the house three years, summers included, completely removed from the outside world. Family, friends, television, music, even their clothing must all be left behind. In return, the school promises a future of sublime power and prestige. And that is, graduates can become anything or anyone they desire. I've just realised this has mm. like um, some sciencey stuff in it as well. I do like it, like science magic. <laughs> we follow um, Inez, who gets accepted into school. She's running away from a tragedy in her life, which obviously unfolds. At yeah. Some point. Um, at the minute, she 
is just like a partier. She drinks, takes drugs, trying to forget her yeah. past. She gets accepted into the school. Where presumably they can't do any of those things. Well, actually, okay. yeah, they're pretty much left to their own. Oh, fair enough, to then. be honest. It is vibes. Okay. The book is vibes. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the vibe. <laughs> it, it's, it's a vibe book. And so the content warnings are confinement, death, forced institutionalisation, animal cruelty, sexual content, and suicide. Just a good recommendation list there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it says here, combining the haunting sophistication and dusky atmospheric style of Sarah Waters, who I haven't read, but with the unsettling isolation of Kazuo Ishiguro's Never Let Me Go. Oh, I haven't, I haven't read it. <laughs> Next one. You've read this. Oh. I think, yeah. These Violent Delights. Yes, I have. Would you class it as Dark Academia? Would no, you? I did that. Hmm. This is by Chloe Gong, and this is the first in the These Violent Delights series. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is on a lot of lists classed as Dark Academia. But they're warring gangs, and they're investigating like a weird parasite. Are they at school? No. Weird. And they're both heirs to a gang. Maybe because it's Romeo and Juliet retelling. Yeah. Yeah, they're investigating like a weird parasite that's taken over the city, and the heirs like team up together. Yeah. But there's. They're... I don't remember you making it sound dark academic when no. you read it. No. I didn't even realize it was fantasy until I was reading it, and I was like, and this feels like really left field. Oh, we'll skip that one. Yeah. Right. Next one. It's on my shelf. Not read it. Mm-hmm. Um, a Lesson in Vengeance by Victoria Lee, and this is a YA. I think Catherine House is YA as well. So this is a dark, twisted thriller about a centuries-old ivory-covered boarding school. Tick, tick, tick. tick yeah. Haunted by its history of witchcraft and two girls dangerously close to digging up the past. The dangerous romance and atmospheric setting makes it a perfect read for fans of dark academia. Tick, 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 tick. It's also a, a queer book as well. Nice. Triple tick, tick, tick. All the ticks. All the ticks. Felicity Morrow is back at the Dalloway School. Perched in the Catskill Mountains, the centuries-old ivy-covered campus was home until the tragic death of her girlfriend. (gasps) Now, after a year away, she's returned (laughs) to finish high school. She even has her old room in Goodwin House, the exclusive dormitory. These are all dark academia words Mm. right now. Rumoured to be haunted by the spirits of five Dalloway students. Of Girls, some say, were witches. The Dalloway Five all died mysteriously one after the other, right on Goodwin. Interesting. Content warnings. Death, murder, <laughs> mental illness, alcoholism, animal death, and blood. Blanket content warnings. <laughs> it's like that TikTok the, you know, the other month that I was telling you about, where it's like when the um, when the content warnings read like a recommendation list. Yeah, that's literally, yeah. <laughs> I like that you're broke and broken like me. The next one, Alex Modulides. What? Well I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Maidens. I don't know if you've heard. You might recognise the cover. He no. wrote um, the Silent Patient, which I've got but not read. Don't, don't, don't recognise. It's like a, a dark thriller. Uh, the Silent Patient. I've not read yet, but that's also a dark thriller. But I don't know if I will read it because not that it's a dark academia book, but uh, it's about like a woman who's institutionalised for killing her husband. And then it follows, as she doesn't talk or something, silent patient, yeah, she's not yeah. talking. And it follows, like, a police officer that's trying to get her to talk and she's been institutionalised. I was like, 
that sounds like an okay thriller. Okay. And then, okay, this is this might sound weird, but maybe you might understand. When I found out that Alex was a male, it put me off because I'm kind of sick of reading thrillers written by men who go with ambiguous names so they can come across as a woman as well. And they write about women. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm sick of thrillers written by men that are pretending to be women. Or like trying to make you think... Like Riley Sager. Oh. But using essentially androgynous names yeah. to be able to exploit certain things. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I'm just not into men writing about traumatised women because oh, like they're usually to blame for The women who snap trope thing. Yeah, yeah, like she she apparently has a perfect life, she snaps and kills her husband. Mm. And I think there's some sort of domestic abuse. And I was like, do I need to read that from a man's point of view? So I was mm. into it until I found out the author was a man. Especially as they usually try and portray her like some kind of femme fatale. And I'm like, oh, just stop. Yeah. So I probably won't pick up The Maidens. I've heard mixed things about okay. it. But it says, The Maidens is a spellbinding tale of psychological suspense weaving together Greek mythology, murder and obsession that further cements Michaelidas as the major player in the field of thriller writing, I guess. Hmm. Edward Fosker is a murderer. Of this Marina is certain, for Fosker is untouchable. A handsome and charismatic Greek tragedy professor at Cambridge University, Fosker is adored by staff and students alike, particularly by the members of the secret society of female students known as the Maidens. Well, Hmm. Murder, death, blood, <laughs> adult slash minor relationship, child abuse, animal death. It's not really not not no, my it's not vibes. Your vibe, no. <laughs> and the fact that it's written by a man is makes it definitely. It's not definitely my yes, yeah, a female protector written by a man, which um, is not always blanket a bad thing. No, but in certain genres, can be tricky. I'm sick of it in thrillers, and yeah. I read loads of thrillers, and now I don't read thrillers. I haven't read mm. thrillers for. Probably two years now because of it. Just it's yeah. Right, next one, Vita Nostra, and this is one I want to read. Okay. So it's by Marina and Sergei Dayachenko, and the translator is Julia Nitov Herse. You did well with the names. I, I did actually look them up last night. It's a Russian novel. So the def the definitive <laughs> English language translation of the internationally acclaimed Russian novel, a brilliant dark fantasy combining psychological suspense, enchantment and terror that has made us consider human existence in a fresh and provocative way. So Sasha Samakina has been accepted to the Institute of Special Technologies, or more precisely, she's been chosen. Situated in a tiny village, she finds her students are bizarre, and curriculum even more so. The books are impossible to read, the lessons obscure to the point of maddening, and the work refuses memorization. Using terror and coercion to keep the students in line, the school does not punish them for their transgressions and failures. Instead, it is their families that pay a terrible Ooh. price. Yet, despite her fear, Sasha undergoes changes that defy the dictates of matter and time, experiences which are nothing she's ever dreamed of, and suddenly all she could ever want. So it says it's a complex blend of adventure, magic, science, and philosophy. So... It's got I like that. There. It sounds like a bit of like a commentary on like the government as well, like where the family are mm. targeted. And stuff. This came out in two thousand and seven originally, Ooh. so 
like ahead of its time I thought maybe so we've got body horror vomit suicide attempts <laughs> sexual violence suicidal thoughts death ableism uh, sexual assault and sexual content sounds like there's lots of sexual stuff bit heavy yeah yeah kind of it's dark academia it's going to be dark <laughs> uh, next one we've both read all right a deadly education yeah i was wondering if this yeah. is going to be on the list i Naomi love this book. number one in the scholar series yeah i've got the next ones in my wish list i really want to mm. get them this was so enjoyable this is a ya this is one of the ones because like usually when they're going to that much detail about like the science of the magic and like, the world building and stuff i tend to struggle with those kind of books and i'm like just get going yeah <laughs> but this one i didn't find that whole way that that all that stuff is introduced, like the world building. Did you feel that way with the Atlas Six? A little bit. Yeah, but this one it was. Like, no, this one was like it was fine because like, like actions it. happening the whole time. They're explaining things. It's like, she's going about her day. Yeah. As these things are shown. Someone I recently had a discussion with someone mm. about this book who said they just didn't get along with it at all. Did they it not? What was their reasons? Oh, okay. And I was like. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. It's, just, it's a great book. <laughs> the, the magic is very, like, is very specific to this particular book. It's not something that I would say is parallels a lot of our other mm. fantasy books. Yeah. Yeah. We have spoken about this in previous episodes, but I will do it a, a while ago. Bit. Yeah. Um, I decided that Orion Lake needed to die after the second time he saved mm. my life. Everyone loves Orion Lake. Everyone else, that is. As far as I'm concerned, he can keep his flashy combat magic to himself. I'm not joining his pack of adoring fans. I don't need help surviving the Scholomance, even if they do. Forget the hordes of monsters and cursed artifacts. I'm probably the most dangerous thing in this place. Just give me a chance and I'll level mountains and kill untold millions. Make myself the dark queen of the world. At least that's what the world expects. Most of the other students in here would be delighted if Orion killed me. Like one more evil thing that's crawled out of the drains. Mm. Sometimes I think they want me to turn into the evil witch they assume I am. The school certainly does. I so, like, basically, like, she has like a dark magic, yeah. and she refuses to use it in the way that it's, it's intended to be used. They're at a boarding school, yeah. Magic boarding school. And like the magic boarding school will always like so she'll want like a simple spell for like to light a fire, and they'll send her one wildfire that would burn the school down. Yeah, and then she kind of has to like work her way back through the spell to like the starting point which is like start the fire and that's the bit she'll use yeah like she she'll find the bit that won't destroy everything yeah yeah or like i think it was just like a spell on like how to boil water but it was like part of doomsday spell yeah <laughs> and like for the first stage was like boil water so she was like i'm just gonna take that bit, that bit yeah <laughs> that bit's useful <laughs> So the content warnings are death, violence, gore, murder, child death, and death of a parent. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun. I really like the main book. character. She's like, oh, that was the other thing that some, the person mm. who read it didn't like it. They said the main character was they hated them the whole way through. There was no, there was no part when they liked the main character. She's and a, I was like, I can understand she's that. She's a bit of a that's dickhead. Yeah, she but, is. <laughs> but. but by design, but, yeah, yeah like it's not done. It's not just a shit hot plot device. No, she just is. And what she's she also is. you get like a lot of people are prejudiced against her because of her magic, and she just makes assumptions based on that. Yeah, and she's and, just trying to get by her by herself. Yeah, which has made her a bit of a hard person as well. It's survival of the fittest. This whole school is built as survival of the fittest. Yeah, and she's just resentful that she's had to barely scrape by when she could destroy the school. Yeah, and it, everything's harder for her because. 
she has to make sure she doesn't destroy everyone. Yeah. So next one I is on my want to read list. Vicious by B. Schwab. I don't have that one, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So this is number one in the villains series. I think it's only a duology. You've got the Darker Shade of Magic series. Thank you. So Victor and, <laughs> Victor and Eli started out as college roommates. Brilliant, arrogant, lonely boys who recognised the same sharpness and ambition in each other. In their, senior, <laughs> in their senior year, a shared research interest in adrenaline, near-death experiences and seemingly supernatural events reveals an intriguing possibility that under the right conditions someone could develop extraordinary abilities. But when their thesis moves from the academic to experimental, things go horribly wrong. Ten years later, Victor breaks out of prison, determined to catch up to his old friend and now foe, aided by a young girl whose reserved nature obscures a stunning ability. Meanwhile, Eli is on a mission to eradicate every other superpowered person in the world he can find. So it's like serial killers, but they're the main character. Yeah. Ooh. This is one of those ones that um, is on usually on lists of like where you follow the villain. Yeah. Or like the villain is justifiable or you know you like the villain. Yeah. yeah. I always think that would be such a hard thing to write, but interesting. Yeah, I quite like villains that you can kind of see their point. Mm. But I also enjoy villains that are just fucked up for the sake of it. Yeah. I enjoy a bit of both. Yeah. Like evil McEvil or like morally grey where yeah. you're like, oh, I can kind of see why you wanted to well, kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Content warnings for death, violence, murder, and animal death. I think this is a YA, but mm. I'm not 100% sure. Next one, Frankenstein, which would probably be like the first Darker mm. Damon, really, by Mary Shelley. What, Mary? Holland Stonecraft, because I love her. <laughs> Shelley. Because it's about a man mm. who, in his pursuit of academia and yeah science yeah Yeah. he creates a creature yeah and it does not it's also like he wants meant to be a psychological parody of it's his part of his psyche as well yes Mm. i don't think we really need to i mean it it is about a scientist who wants to see if he can bring stuff back from the dead and he does and then he realizes he shouldn't have been fucking about with it really (laughs) i mean she is the start of a lot of genres and is never credited but she is (laughs) She's I mean, queen. she's dark academia as a vibe. I don't know. I think uh, the, she lost her virginity on her father's grave. All sorts of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look into her, she did some batshit stuff. Yeah, she had sex in her mum's grave as well. Maybe it's her mum's grave or something. She was like just like... She just liked gravestones, yeah. yeah. Content warnings for death, murder, child death, death of a parent, suicidal thoughts, violence. But done in that Victorian way where you know what she's talking about but she's not actually saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it as well because, like, I've got it. He tries to run away from what he created Mm. and it doesn't leave him. And I like that, you know, you have to deal with consequences. Social demons. And next one, Never Let Me Go by Kazo Ishiguro. Mm. I spoke about this recently, didn't I? Yes. I'm sure I have it, but I can't can't see where it is. Behind something, Mm -hmm. presumably. Hailsham seems like a pleasant English boarding school, far from the influences of the city. Its students are well-tended and supported, trained in art and literature, and become just the sort of people the world wants them to be. But curiously, they are taught nothing of the outside world and are allowed very little contact with them. Within the grounds of Hailsham, Kathy grows from a schoolgirl to a young woman, 
but it's only when she and her friends, Ruth and Tommy, leave the safe grounds of the school, as they always knew they would have to, that they realise the full truth of what Helgen is. He is very much vibes writer. This is okay. the only one of his I've read. I do intend on reading mm. it. But he was very good at like atmosphere and vibes and like the isolation, as it mentioned in that previous book. Yeah, it's in, indoctrination kind of thing. Absolutely spot on. He writes, so the main, the character is all from the point of view of Kathy. Okay. And he writes her from, as it says, a child to, I mean, I think up to like her 30s maybe. Mm-hmm. And I would not have pinpointed at any point in the story that I was, yeah, man wrote this. It's just done really it, well. Okay. Including right. like Kathy's sexual awakening and sexual exploration and stuff. It's just written very well. Nice. So, approved. They did their research. Yeah. Maybe spoke to a woman. <laughs> what a shock horror. <laughs> content warnings. Death, medical content, medical trauma, sexual content, bullying, infertility, and homophobia. Next one was both read. Mm-hmm. The Starless Sea. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if that would be on here. Yeah. Yeah. So Zachary Ezra Rollins is a graduate student in Vermont when he discovers a mysterious book hidden in the stacks. As he turns the pages, entranced by tales of lovelorn prisoners, key collectors and nameless accolades, he reads something strange, a story from his own childhood. Bewildered by this inexplicable book and desperate to make sense of how his own life came to be recorded, Zachary uncovers a series of clues, a bee, a key, and a sword, that lead him to a masquerade party in New York, to a secret club, and through a doorway to an ancient library from far below the surface of the earth. But Starlessie Star- Star- <laughs> is just like vibes with like the notion of plot. <laughs> and I picture that she did have just some crazy murder board. Yeah, it's non-linear. It's about 20 stories in one. Yeah. It's vibes. There's it's- like a story within a story within a story. That's being told. It's so raw. good. It's so good. It's so clever. It's um, definitely something that doesn't work for everyone, but if it works for you, mm. you will love it. I think it's, it's not my go-to kind of thing to read, but it was it was very nice. Like the imagination. Mm. So excited oh, to get my copy this, back. The sea and like stuff like that. I reckon the annotations you'll get when that comes back so to you would be so good. No one's no one said in our group chat about what they think of it so far. So okay. I'm very excited to see what people think. Content warnings, death, stalking, alcohol, blood, violence, and suicidal thoughts. This is standard by this point. Yeah. And so it also... suicide. Why are all these academics suicidal? It's <laughs> all the academia. It's also queer as well. Yes. Right, next one. Speaking of queer books. <laughs> Victor Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, why not? Because it's vibes. He's more. I mean, they're not. They're not academic. No. They're but it's about science. Art and secrets. And literature. Yeah. And I'm going to let it because it's my list. I think it is on, it is on the vibe, <laughs> though. It's like the whole. Yeah. The feeling that it, like, it, it's it the invokes. Vibes. <laughs> it's all about the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I probably don't really need to. I mean, it's a classic. I probably don't really need that, to There's a painting, it. it's a reflection of his soul. The more fucked up shit he does, the more fucked up the painting gets and it haunts him. And he remains beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, content warnings. Murder, death, suicide, anti-Semitism, misogyny and sexism. It's from like the 1800s. So. Yeah. Next one. 
This is the book I wanted to read, but then I decided that I did not want to read it. Okay. <laughs> that was a whole journey. You yeah. just took us on. <laughs> a Little Life by Hanya Yanagera. Yanagera. Probably said that wrong after all of this checking me. So this is about... the. I wanted to read it because yeah. I was I'd seen people read it. It's a very, very sad book. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, why well, do I don't want to read a book that's just going to destroy me? And it's like 800 pages long. That's oh, why God, I don't okay. want to do that to yeah. myself. Yeah. The I might do one day. But I've not... Like me binge watching Euphoria. It's just a little bit mas- yeah. masochistic. <laughs> oh, sugar. I've not seen anyone... She just whacked herself in the face with yeah. her laptop, by the way, guys. I've not seen anyone <laughs> who's read this who hasn't said they, like, destroyed them a bit. Okay. Definitely um, sounds like some random. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what it's about? Or? No. no. Okay. Um, a little life follows four college classmates broke adrift and buoyed only by their friendship and ambition as they move to New York in search of fame and fortune. Whilst their relationships, which are tinged by addiction, success, and pride, deepen over the decades, the men are held together by their devotion to the brilliant, enigmatic Jude, a man scarred by an unspeakable childhood trauma. A hymn to brotherly bonds and masterful depictions of love in the 21st century, this stunning novel is about the families we were born into and those we make for ourselves. So what about that if people find so soul-destroying? I will tell you. Okay. So I believe all four of them, or at least like two of them, are gay. Oh, okay. And I believe, because it follows them their whole mm. life, so you follow... Yeah, their stories. And one of them dies from AIDS. Oh, God. Okay. And the rest of them are very affected by it, and I mm. think it's just very soldish. I've mm. I've not watched a reading vlog of someone reading this that hasn't cried. Yeah. And so I wanted to read it, but then I was also like, mm. anything to do, like even though that's not an experience, I will share or will ever share that like the coming out experience. Yeah. Like anything I read about that always just breaks my heart a little bit. It doesn't matter what it is, it always just oh. Yeah, because I think my heart. I think it ends in like the eighties when there was the big yeah the height of yeah it's only got a couple of content warnings here self harm child abuse and rape but I'm the, fairly confident the there's hitters. more in it <laughs> those are the heavy hitters yeah. though <laughs> all right just a couple more so Ace of Spades by Faraday Abiki Yamidi I looked it up. What's the cover look like? This is on my bookshelf currently. Yeah, I've I've, I remember, I've seen this around. Yeah. So this is a, a thriller. Welcome to Nevis Private Academy, where money pays to hallways and students are never less than perfect until now, because anonymous texter Aces is bringing two students' dark secrets to light. Talented musician Devon buries himself in rehearsals, but he can't escape the spotlight when his private photos go public, and head girl Chamika isn't afraid to get what she wants, but soon everyone will know the price she has paid for power. Someone is out to get them both. Someone who holds all the aces. Racism, homophobia, racial slurs, car accident, and suicide attempt. Yeah, it's supposed to be very heavy on the racism. Yeah. From what I've seen people's reviews. But it's also supposed to be very good. So the main characters, they people of colour? Yeah, both of them are. Okay. And I, I don't know, but I think think they might be the only people of colour in the school but I'm not 100% sure on that. It makes me think it's YA. Yeah, it's YA. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it is but it must be one of those ones that's on the edge of <laughs> YA. Right, next one. We've only got four left now. I believe in you. P- Piranesi? I think that's how it's pronounced. 
by Susanna Clark. Yeah. This is entirely vibes, apparently. Okay. Because a lot of people are like, uh, where's the storyline? And everyone's like, uh, the vibes. <laughs> the vibes are the story. <laughs> I mean, at the end of this synopsis, it says, for readers and Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of Lane, which is vibes, mm-hmm. and fans of Madeline Miller's Cersei. Yeah. There we go then. Yeah. So, Piranesi's house is no ordinary building. Its rooms are infinite. Its corridors endless. Its walls are lined with thousands upon thousands of statues, each one a different form from all the others. Within the labyrinth of walls, an ocean is imprisoned. Waves thunder up staircases. Rooms are flooded in an instant. But Piranesi is not afraid. He understands the tides. He understands the pattern of the labyrinth itself. He lives to explore the house. Mm. So my understanding is you just kind of plopped in the main character and he doesn't understand what's going on at the beginning. Okay. And then you learn as he does as he basically navigates the giant labyrinth. Okay. So maybe it's mental health stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Content warnings. Kidnapping, confinement, gaslighting, death, mental illness and gun violence. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have it on my shelf. (laughs) Plan on reading it at some point. Confessions. I have this on my shelf. I also plan on reading this. <laughs> by Kane Minoto, and it's translated by Stephen Snyder. So this is about a teacher who, after calling off her engagement in the wake of a tragic revelation, Yoko Morigucho had nothing to live for except her only child, four-year-old Manami. Now, following an accident on the grounds of the middle school where she teaches, Yoko has given up and tendered her resignation. But first, she has one last lecture to deliver. She tells a story that upends everything her students ever thought they knew about two of their peers and sets in motion a diabolical plot for revenge. My understanding is she is talking to this class, she's leaving the school, and she's basically, two of you are to blame for my child's death. Oh, shit. And then I think it's in four parts. So you follow the same story four times, but from different views. That's so clever. some people have said it's very repetitive. Can could have done well? Mm. Warnings. <laughs> child death, murder, bullying, child abuse, suicidal thoughts, death and animal death. It's a lot of suicide and death academia, like seriously. <laughs> it's that academia part, isn't it? Yeah. It's just tiring. Um, <laughs> this was on a couple of lists. I don't know if I would put it in dark academia. Okay. It's the vibes, but it doesn't hit all of the like... But as we know, Dark Academy doesn't really have a set. Yeah, not like a set of rules. Mm. Mexican Gothic by Silvia Marino Garcia. Obviously, I've spoken mm. about this in detail. Go back to our Halloween recommendations last year when I spoke about it in detail. Yeah, yeah um, I'm not sure if I see how that would fit, but... I think it's like the Gothic vibe, Yeah. Personally, I don't think I would say it's. Do you know, people don't know where now. to put modern gothic as a genre itself, whereas I so think, I think it, just modern gothic is, is a thing, but anyway. Yeah, because like. I don't think it's like a genre that's. I think they cross a yeah. lot. And the last one, which I have spoken about in detail recently, The Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. Harkness. Yeah. And this is the first one. Well, maybe that needs to be on my turn. All Souls trilogy. Yeah, because I've got the first two. Mm. So, deep in the stacks of Oxford's Bodleian Library, young scholar Diana Bishop unwittingly calls up a bewitched alchemic... Believe in you. Alchemical... (laughs) Yes! ...manuscript (laughs) in the course of her research. Descended from an old and distinguished line of witches, Diana wants nothing to do with sorcery, so after a furtive glance and a few notes, she banishes the books back to her stacks. Her discovery sets a fantastical underworld stirring, 
and a horde of demons, witches and vampires soon descends upon the library. Diana has stumbled upon a coveted treasure lost for centuries. She is the only creature who can break its spell. Warnings for torture, blood, violence, animal death, sexual content, death of a parent. This is serious dark academic vibes. Like, mm. I was, uh, after one chapter, I was like, favourite series. It's going to be a favourite mm. series. I love it. I think we might have just sorted out my next 10 TBR, to be fair. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we've got uh, Cruel Prince, yeah. that trilogy. Then we've got Crescent City Geology, and then Discovery of Witches. So that's like eight of them done. <laughs> sorted. There we go. Just got to pick the other two. Wait, did you include Discovery of Witches as a trilogy? I might have just done really bad maths then. Right, Cruel Prince is three, and then yeah. Crescent City is two. So that's five. And then Discovery of Witches. That's three, so I said eight, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you've got two more. more. Oh, for context, in case people don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I tend to plan my TBR read like ten books in advance, and like, I always have like ten books as a goal, rather than making it a bit too big. I mean, this time, to be fair, the tenth book was an entire series, so... Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty loose. It's a pretty loosey-goosey <laughs> system. <laughs> Yeah. But it stops it being a bit too, like, oh. Overwhelming, Which is yeah. most of this bookshelf is my TBR, technically. <laughs> yeah, same as in my house. Mm. So, yeah, they're my Dark Academia books. Tell me... I was surprised how many of favorite. them I had read, actually. Yeah. Maybe I do like Dark Academia. Maybe you like it in a fantasy setting. I mean, basically, if anyone puts any, like, magic and wizards, I'm like, yeah. For me, yeah, exactly. it could be like any other genre: detective, romance, like thriller, we just horror, like... whatever. If there's fucking magic and shit, I'll be like, all right, done, done. <laughs> we just want like the boarding school or the prestigious yeah, academy vibes. What's going That's on what in we want. Yeah. yeah, when we did that crime episode, and, and every like, single one was in a boarding school. All of the modern ones. I was like, I, boarding school, boarding school. I think basically anyone written by a working class writer, we're all deeply suspicious of these elite schools. Yeah, we're like, oh, something's going on. Those privileged people are up to something. <laughs> Which, always oh, like where Black Mirror like did an episode that was like actually happened with our prime minister. Yeah, and it was like, how did they know that? Yeah, I know. He, I read an interview where he was just like, "That was fucked up, yo." Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ninth House. Put that on your list. Yeah, it is up there. Okay. I can see it. Is it yeah. there? Okay. It's underneath Crooked Kingdom. There we go. We've got one left then. But oh that'll yeah, that's why I need body shop. Makes sense that it's there. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cool. And then you might like it. You might want to read the sequel stuff. That might be no. Well, that be won't be me. out in time. <laughs> Um, all of my birthday money this year is going towards my trip that I'm doing over my birthday. Mm. So I can't even get my little hoard of books that I usually get of, of things I've been holding off buying. You have to do it with your Christmas money. Mm. I think that's going to have to go towards feckin' driving. Mm. So tell us your favourite <laughs> dark academia Yeah, anything Rick. we missed off the list. Anything we should have added or anything you I don't think it. should have been on the list, let us know. I wonder if some like, night circus should have been on there. Because like, I there did some that were... see it on a list, yeah. But I saw Starlessy on more, so I took that one. Because that's one's probably more vibes than actually being Dark Academia. Yeah, she is vibes. We do enjoy vibes. I especially enjoy so vibes. Think, no plot. <laughs> I think you're like Night when I did. Mm. I think it's more. It's definitely more. Your I was vibe looking than at it the other day. Yeah. I was like, I'm not on that shelf yet. Stop <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> How is the mission to get through the? 
<laughs> you just wrote right there. I've read like three of them. <laughs> well, I've read like three. Okay. It's better than none. Yeah. Progress is still progress. We're, we're lazy book lovers for a reason. Yeah, yeah Even yeah. though you're letting the brand down recently by not being lazy. It's okay. <laughs> Next month, it's still be, yet to occur. It's all on me and the mm. two books I'll provide. Next month is baby month, so I'm sure there'll be no reading. There'll just be TV watching and mm, there might be audio books. Audiobooks perhaps, mm. but probably not to the extent they currently are. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I might have a baby that sleeps. Fuck. Touch words. <laughs> Imagine. Um, My four and a half year old doesn't sleep. We're gonna Imagine mani- if I had a baby. Manifest. That we're going to manifest. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go dark academia wise and we'll manifest it. <laughs> Let's go out into the woods and do some spells. <laughs> but yeah. We'll right. See. Okay, cool. Right. Speak to you soon. Love you. Goodbye. A little bit, I guess. Uh, I love you loads. I stalk you in, <laughs> in the night. I don't know. Content warning for stalking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, suicide. <laughs> Drug abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.